love you more. Teach us your ways. Fill our hearts with your love. Whatever is contending with your love and with you in person in our life, we dethrone it today. We lay our life down at your feet, O oh Lord, and say, let your will be done. Teach us your ways. Show us your ways. Help us to bring delight to you, Lord. May we be people that bring joy to your heart, O oh God. They will become a people that delight you more and more, Lord. Help us, Father. Even this morning, Lord, we pray. Your word is to draw us nearer to you. Your word is to reveal your hearts for us. We pray as we, as we listen to your word. Teach us. Open our heart to receive your word. Help us that by your word, our light shall be light. Our life shall be lighted. Help us, Lord. Teach us deeper understanding of who you are. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Come on, put those hands together for the Lord. Glory be to God. You may please be seated. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Hallelujah. Amen. Yesterday, the business boot camp started. It was exciting. We had our first set of speakers at the business boot camp. And uh, we thank the Lord because it's a great way to start the new year. And we, God is doing something great. Amen. I need to just say this. It's not for those who only have businesses or those who only have existing businesses. What we are teaching will even help you as a person, even if you are a career person. For instance, now, when they will begin to teach on how to develop uh, a business plan, how to set goals, you can take it from the context of business plan to, to say how to develop a career plan how to develop, you know, um, your, a, a strategy for your life. Because the same way you want, the principle can be learned, can be applied to even developing five-year plan for your life, 10 years plan for your life, three years. Most of us, we live our lives without any form of written plans and stuff like that. So I want to encourage you. So you can apply the context. When we call it business bootcamp, it's not just about business. It is majorly about using business as a template, but you can put it, developing a plan for your life and etc. 
So it's important that we understand and uh, we get these um, principles that are being taught. Amen. Uh, another thing I would like to also state as, uh, is that the things that are being shared, like the marketing course, for instance, now, you know, it's not just for marketing your business. You, you can also learn how to market yourself as a person. If you read the book of Ruth, uh, Naomi was the woman who taught Ruth that even though you believe in God, because she said to Naomi, your God will be my God, that you need to also apply effort in marketing yourself. So Ruth, for instance, had lost her husband and um, she was a widow. But Naomi said, you know, you need to change the way you are dressing. If you really want to marry or remarry, change the way you are dressing. And she said, attend this program. There's a program I want you to attend. After the program, smile, laugh, mingle with people, be visible. And do you know that the, the advice of Naomi landed Ruth, one of the most God-fearing men of that generation. So faith without works is dead. So like you, if you have observed that even in the church, we have become a church that if you go in one week and come back, you may not, things, a lot of things will have changed. All right, you see that when you go and come, things are changing because we must keep evolving. We are evolving and transitioning into um, a higher level of excellence. So don't be surprised if you go and come, even the sitting arrangement has changed. <laughs> but by all means, within a month, within weeks, we've made it mandated that we must improve on something. Something has to be improved upon. Something has to change. So you, if you go and come back in one month and they, you, nothing has changed in the church, you should be very afraid that we have something that will have to change. Praise God. We have to fight to improve. So the same thing we are trying to help all our members to understand that it's time to begin to improve. You know, like today now I told the, um, the team we're handling our next gen, the singles program we are um, organizing, like the boot camp, it, most of the people, some, a lot of the people who attended the boot camp yesterday were not even members of our church. I think most of you, because we have been hearing these things for some time now, you are getting used to it. All right. Um, it should be good that maybe when they are pitching business now, it is outsider that are now winning the business pitch. I don't think it should be the best. All right. So I want to really take advantage of it. Like the singles program that is coming, if you're not married, I want to talk to you like Naomi spoke to Ruth. This singles program is for you, right? You are going to actually see the first singles program, for instance, that we are spending a lot of money on publicity. Right, you see, the, they are going to show you some of the um, um, the video clips after the service that we have. You know, we don't do all those things now, just like Naomi. Naomi advised Ruth, go for that program. Uh, Boaz is organizing a program, go for it. There are programs that helps advance your career and advance your uh, relationships and everything like that. So, we cannot leave it to chance. So, if you're single here, you see that after the service. Our team, we are trying to form some committee. I'm aware of it. Trying to put a lot of you into place. And uh, before it used to be free, but we're aware that no, it's, it's not just about quantity now. 
It's about quality. I made up my mind um, as I was crossing over into 2022 that I will stop looking for free things. Even though I, I love free things because I realized that a lot of the materials that are going to be beneficial to my life, I had to pay for them. So, so in terms of some of the knowledge acquisition and, and a lot of things I'm doing this year, I am more deliberate in investing in myself than I'm, I, I am, I have been for past years. So the same thing I want to encourage about your life, you are a product, you are a brand. Market yourself well, all right? So 1,000 Naira, all right, for a singles program, it's not too much because the quality of what we are putting in place, all right, you will see that it's worth more than going for Domino Pizza and just trying to go. And those of you who have been hiding your beloved from the church, you have, it's a good day to bring him around or bring her around, you know, it's okay, just come. Let them know where you belong to. If we are not going to judge you because of that, really, and um we, we, we rather say, oh, this is my beloved, or we are just friends, like some of us say. Just say, we are just friends. We are just friends, you know, and sit down together and hear the word of the Lord, and uh, it's going to be a good time. And I want to talk to the married people, too. This is the first time we're charging 3,000 Naira for couples, right? All right. And um, so, mommy, if you, we've, we've got to say for it, okay? We've got to say for it. We have to make sure that we have. And those of you who are watching online, sorry that I didn't acknowledge you. I know you are there. Our online audience, God bless you. Welcome online. Put away the distraction. All right. So I'm um, just put that three K is an investment. It's an investment into your marriage. Even if your husband is not around, your wife is not around, you can pay the one five and come and sit down and begin to invest in your life. Amen. Amen. Now, are we going to take it more serious? Yes, sir. Are we going to take it more serious? Yes, sir. Singles in the house, are you going to take it more serious? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Only the brothers are shouting it. And some of you, you know, you can tell the brother, I see that the way you have been looking at me too much in church, well, pay for my singles um, time out. I will know you are very serious. Hey. Amen. Psalm 18, verse 32. It is God that guided me. So online audience, please put away the distraction. I know you are there. Now let's get deeper into the word. It is God that guided me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon my high places. He said, he guided me, he maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon my high places. All right. This is our theme scripture for the year with Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 19 because it's our year of higher heights. It's our year of higher heights. And the Bible said that it maketh my feet like ice feet. In other words, like the feet of a mountain goat all in South America is called ibex. All right. Make my feet strong enough to climb higher. Now, I want to ask you a question. Let me throw this illustration open. A primary five student wants to take on a challenge, wants to contend with a professor of applied mathematics. And this primary five student said, we want to write O-level exam, what we call GCE, YEC, 
and he believes that he can do better than this professor of applied mathematics in maths. So this one is in primary five. This is a professor, not a retired professor, all right? And they want to both write O-level exams. Who do you think by default will come out best? Let's ask, who do you think will come out best? Professor. I can even see one of our brothers just bending himself head and laughing. Because it's, it, it looks ludicrous. Ridiculous. It looks... Even when you see, you would think that this is an overkill. Right? But how can you match a primary five student? Someone who has not even finished the first grade or whatever with a professor of applied mathematics. To be a mathematician is not a small thing. And you know, to even be a professor. And you say you both of you want to write O level. But you see, this student believes that he's going to actually beat this professor to it. He's, and keep on confessing that he's going to do well. Are you with me? But you, you and I know that is an almost an impossible task, right? Now, let's ask ourselves, why does it look so impossible for this primary five student to, to actually do better when compared with this professor? The answer will be, number one, experience. Right? Because this, for, you, for this man to be a professor, and this one is in primary five, and both of them want to write this O-level exam, and they are looking for the one who will talk, come out as the best. You realize that for this man to be a professor, he must have acquired many years of experience. He must have passed through that O-level exam, A-level exam, and, and um, a lot of college exam. But this other one does not really have that experience. Yes, this guy may be a genius, it must have read several books for him to even say he wants to apply to do O level, but you know that the experience will count. Do you agree with me? The next thing that will determine the outcome between the professor and this primary five student in this O level exam challenge and contest is the level of knowledge that they have acquired. For this man to be a professor of applied mathematics, it simply means that he must have acquired more knowledge than this primary five student. Am I right? Am I right? So you see, experience and knowledge automatically plays a key role in the outcome of this contest or challenge between this primary five student and this professor of applied mathematics, knowledge and experience. Good. Now, it will take a supernatural or what we call, the word we call magical, or a spell, or what we call the, a miracle as Christian, for this primary five student to outshine, to outdo, to outperform this professor of applied mathematics in this exam. Do you agree with me or not? Now, let me break down. The professor is the devil. The primary five student is the Christian. The exam can be likened to the challenges of life. Naturally, naturally, 
No human being stands a chance against the devil unless you don't believe that the devil is the devil that we are reading about in the Bible. Naturally, when any human being enter into contest with the devil, right? You don't, you and I don't stand a chance. Let's face the fact. Do you know what it means to be a devil? The, the devil we are talking about is as old as this world itself. This devil we are talking about was there when the world started. So was there when human beings were not wearing clothes? Was there when there was no phone, when there was no TV? And we are saying that this devil we are talking about had, had seen the world evolve from the primitive age where we were not wearing clothes, we had no shoe on, we were the, all the stone age, the bronze age, the iron age, the, now the, the um, WW boom era and the internet information technology age. And this devil who has been there for our great, 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 great grandfather and you are saying you just want to contend with this devil. You know, the way we view the devil, even the devil laughs that this guy don't know me. If the devil, if the word of God is true, number one, I'm not saying you should be afraid, but it is either you see the devil for who he is. He's an experienced old folk. He's an highly skilled and experienced old folk. This is one of the primary reasons that people don't have the right view of the devil. So their approach to dealing with the devil is already an approach that, you know, they underestimate their enemy. And that's what the devil wants. The devil loves to be underestimated. The devil loves to be trivialized. And you've heard a lot of people actually talk about, no, the devil is nobody. The devil is somebody. Because if not for anything, for you to be around for all these years when it's in the world, you must, the devil is something. But thank God for Jesus. Oh, I said, thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God for Jesus. And that is why you see everywhere in the Bible, Jesus said, naturally you cannot deal with this devil, but behold, I give unto you what? Power. That is the foundation with which we can contend with the devil in the battle. It is the game changer. It is the supernatural means. He says, I give unto you power. I said, ordinarily, this guy will outperform you, will outdo you, will outbest you. But right now, because I am the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, I am now giving unto you what? Power to trample upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now that power, it is a delegated authority. It simply means that naturally you don't have it. But you see, when you become a child of God, you are like the commissioner of police. You are like the IG. You are like the president of Nigeria. You see, but Ari is being respected now. Obasanjo is no longer being respected. Because why? They both occupy different offices. As long as Buhari is occupying that office, his power is derived from where? The constitution of Nigeria backs him up. It's not just about Buhari. It's not the person. 
is the office that empowers him. Do you agree with me? So, and that office derives its power from the constitution. So, when you touch Buhari, you are not touching the person. You are touching the constitution that empowers the office. So, that is how come they will deal with you based on the law. That is what that power it means. It's a delegated power. That is, in fact, the right word there is authority. And authority means the power that is connected to a particular office. So you are brought to bear to sit in that office. Now, the moment you are the MD, the moment you are the president, and Buhari is not, and the constitution recognizes that Mr. John is not the president of Nigeria, whatever that constitution has put in place, all of those privileges comes upon the person. This is the whole essence of Christianity. Our constitution is the word of God. When you became a child of God, that office called the office of the child of God. He said, John chapter 1 verse 12, as many as received him, to them gave he power, delegated authority to become the sons of God. So in other words, that office of son or daughter of God is like the office of the president of Nigeria. It has some backing from heaven that automatically means that even though you are older than the president of Nigeria, age does not matter anymore. Even though you are richer than him, your wealth does not matter anymore. He has a constitutional backup that makes him senior you. That is what happens also with the word of God. You see, when you became a child of God, there's a constitution, the word of God, that is attached to that office of a child of God, that is attached to the privilege of being a child of God, that is attached to, 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 to the privilege to, to that you have as a child of God. It automatically then takes you above the devil. So naturally, the devil is older. He has more experience. He, he has more, a lot of things. But now, something is backing you up. Are you with me? Now, when you take the constitution for granted, it's called the violation of the constitution, right? Without the constitution, the person of the president is useless. Do you agree with me? Every of the military apparatus, the law enforcement, whatever we have in Nigeria, all respect him because the constitution says so. Do you know that there are some things the president cannot do because it's not in line with the constitution? He cannot just decide to want to start spending money now. There must be a budget. Because the, the constitution said this is how you must go about it. In countries that the presidents have been impeached, you will always realize because his impeachment came often because he violated the constitution. Listen to me. Today I'm teaching on ayah in the word of God. I'm teaching on, you know, it's our year of ayah height. And I'm teaching ayah in the word, the foundation of the word of God. Now, when you don't live according to the constitution, that governs the kingdom of God that you and I belong. Number one, that Christian has settled for a life of defeats. Taking the word of God for granted is signing up for a perpetual life of defeat. Number one. Number two, taking the word of God for granted 
is actually becoming useless, making yourself useless before the devil. That's the truth. That is why the Bible says, Ozia forces, my people perish for lack of knowledge. In other words, they are taking my word for granted. The word of God is more than a book. It's our constitution. Everything is derived from that word. Our authority, our power. We, we are who we are because of what the word of God says. Is somebody with me? Now, so the question you ask yourself right now is this. When it comes to the word and the exam I just told you, it's not that we are not going to have challenges in life. The question is whether we are, it's not whether we are going to have challenges or not. I've seen people say, oh, I don't want to have any challenge in life. Well, there is nowhere in the Bible that God says you will never have challenges. No single place. In fact, do you know it's ridiculous for a child of God to pray that he will not have challenges? I don't want to have any trouble. The Bible never says you don't have trouble. I don't want to have any challenges. It's like saying that you don't want to ever be relevant in life anymore. So the question is not whether we will, challenges will come. The question is whether you will stand or you will fall when the challenges of life come your way. As for the challenges of life, every one of us will have our own portion. You will write that exam, whether you like it or not. And failure to write that exam automatically means that you have, you have decided to not to succeed as a student. Are you with me? John chapter 16 verse 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. So challenges of life will come. The devil will test your faith. I remember as a child of God, I used to pray that I would not have temptation anymore. Until I was told that it's a very bad prayer for me to pray. Because the temptation when I was in secondary school was so much, was so much that I used to pray, Lord, I don't, please. And the Bible, if you pray that you will never have temptation, you are only praying to, believe, to become a living dead in this world. It will not be relevant. The word of God says we will have trials. But the non absence of the knowledge of the word of God means that when the trials come, the person will fall. You are not going to fall in the name of Jesus. Look at what the Bible says in Luke chapter 6 verse 47. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my saying and doeth them. Now why did he say heareth my saying and doeth them? Because when the Bible was written, people don't have Bible in their houses. People, there was no copy of the law of the word of God in people's houses. So they have to go to the temple, all right, and hear the priest read the Bible to them. So oftentimes when you, when you see the Bible, uh, when it comes to the word of God, and most of the places you see in reference to the Bible, it actually speaks more of being the word of God being heard than, than being read. So that's why you hear the Bible say, this book of the Lord should not depart out of thy mouth. Because the priest will come, read the word, then the people recite what he has said, and um, they say, Amen. It was later that another revolution came. In fact, when the first, 
when those days, when they even find the Bible in your house, the person will be killed. People were being killed for having a copy of the Bible in their house. In fact, the people that wrote the Bible had to flee England because they felt that they were actually performing something that was out of it. So there is a denomination. to whom he is like. He is like, like a man which built a house and digged it deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, beat vehemently upon that house and was founded upon what? A rock. It was founded upon a rock. Luke 6 verse 47 to 48. Now look at what, verse 49. But he that heareth my word and doeth not, is like a man that is without foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the rain of that house was great so the the bible here is letting us know the two type of christians the one that takes the word of god seriously and the one that does not take the word of god seriously and it said both of them had the same challenges the rain came fell, beat vehemently upon the house, the flood came, but the difference in the outcome is that this one had founded its life on the word of God. This other one had no foundation of the word. I have seen that, you see, I want you to check when Christians have challenges in their life. You see that a lot of time when most Christians have challenges in their life, they stop believing what they believe. They, some will even go and meet some spiritualists as they call them. Some will go and begin to try out some things. Some will go and uh, cut corners. Because why? You see, the moment they are writing exam, that is the moment where the foundation of what they believe is being tested. If you are a child of God, I want you to know that it will, your, the foundation of what your Christian faith is based on will be tested. I was telling you, I, 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 I don't know whether some of you have realized that. The time, there are times in your life you need money. And that is when you also see the temptation of money coming your way. I don't know if it has come to you before. That is where perhaps somebody will forget their money with you. Or that's where sometimes you see that somebody will leave their money with you. Or you will see money that is not your own. Or, you know, and you are like, uh, maybe I should just say it's God that provided this money or not. And, you know, stuff like that. The, the time you say you, are, you want to stop drinking. That is when somebody will not start offering you free drink. I, I don't know if it has happened to you at the time you, are, you say you want to fast. That is when, you know, that day. <laughs> How many of you, at least you agree with me on this one. You will, you will notice the, if you will notice, you will notice the free food around your house. Even you get to work, then some of your, one of your colleagues will just say, hey, can you take this meat pie? I'm like, oh God. You see, is it the foundation of what, whether you truly believe in fasting or not? That is what is happening to you. The basis, the foundation of your belief will always be tested. Is somebody with me this morning? So in the kingdom of God, how I will go in life is determined by how deep we are in the word of God. In the kingdom of God, how I will go in life is determined by how deep 
we are in the word of God. Our, our depth in the word determines our height in God's kingdom. It is a kingdom, it's a system. So when you see someone who says, I've been a Christian for some time, I have nothing to show, ask him, show me your depth in the word. Because depth in the word determines height in life. Depth in the word of God, the depth that we have in the word determines our height in life. No one goes higher than his depth in the word. Is somebody with me this morning? John chapter 1 verse 1 to 5. Say, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So it simply means we are product of God's word. So it means that because we are product of God's word, it means if we take the word of God for granted, we are taking our life for granted. I will put it this way. We are product of the word of God, which means to take God's word for granted is to take life itself for granted. When you see a believer who is taking the word of God for granted, who does not play high premium and high value on the word of God, what is he taking? He's taking his life for granted. Is somebody with me this morning? Now, the first um, creation was Adam and Eve. And 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 says this. But I fear, lest Satan, or lest, as they say, I fear by enemies as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. I will read it again. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3. It said, but I fear, lest by enemies as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds be corrupted from the simplicity, the simplicity that is in Christ. He said, I'm afraid that as the devil deceived Eve, beguiled is the old word for deception. He deceived Eve. He said, I am also afraid that today's Christian, their mind can be corrupted. You see, their view can be corrupted based on this same deception. And if you check, how did the devil deceive Eve? If you go to Genesis chapter 3, look at it, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, and God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. What was he doing? He's trying, you know, theologians, theologians call this biblical worldview. He's trying to see how the devil, the, that the woman views the event of the world. Say, hey, what did God say about this? Did God really say that you should not eat of all the trees that is in the garden? Are you telling me that the devil does not know what he's saying? He, he twisted the question. He said all. Even though he knew that it was not all. And the woman played headlong, fell for it. And look at the answer the woman gave. All right? He said, and the woman said unto the serpent, verse 2, Oh, we may eat of all the we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, verse three. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, "Ye shall not eat of it." Fantastic! She gave the right response, but she made a mistake somewhere, and that was what the devil capitalized on. And what was it? it said, "You shall not eat of it; neither shall ye touch it." Lest ye die. The question is, did God say they should not touch it? 
No. God only said, you should not eat of it. Is there? Genesis chapter 2 is there. God said, in the day you eat of this food, you shall surely die. But God never said, don't touch it. And when the devil saw that, oh, this one, she has a partial knowledge. Do you know the first thing the devil did? Was to make her touch the fruits. The first thing, if you read downward in Genesis, the conversation continued until the woman took the fruits in her hands. And when she held on to the fruit, her conscience must have been said, after all, I've touched it, so I can eat it. If the woman had not touched the fruit, believe you me, she would, she would not have ate the fruit. The fruit had to be touched before it can be eaten. You see, most of the time, the same thing is still happening in the life of most Christians. Because we feel that we focus on what we need and we don't focus on the foundation that we owed what we need. So, a man needs a car. A man wants God to bless him. A man needs a wife. But the question is, what is the foundation that your marriage is going to be built upon? What is the foundation that that relationship is going to be built upon? You see, most time, you know, in this singles program we are having, we're talking about eight questions you must ask in any relationship in order to succeed. There are eight questions in, if those of you who want to get married, there are eight questions you must ask that can help you lay the proper foundation in that relationship. You know, I was on Twitter, I realized that most people don't know these questions. That if you really want to succeed in your relationship and you want that relationship to, to translate into marriage and a marriage that will give you peace of mind, Give me anyone that, that, that is expressing trouble in their marriage. You realize that they took those significant questions for granted. So that's what we are teaching right now on that single timeout, right? Eight questions you must, and you realize that if you know those eight questions, for instance, and begin to discuss that with the person you say you want to commit your life to or you spend the rest of your life with, a lot will change because you see. The devil always knows where to eat. He's looking for the weak point. The moment he spotted the weak point that this woman does not have the right belief or does not have the right knowledge as to what God really wanted, he opened the door from there and the rest is history today. In your finances, do you know what God has said? In your career, do you know what God is saying? What is God's direction for your life? What is God's purpose for your life? Why are you here? These are some things you must answer for yourself. Why are you here? Because if you don't know why you are here, for instance, how do you then know the right career for you to choose? If you cannot answer, what is God's purpose for life? Why did God create me? Why am I here? Then that singular thing today, if you check whether you believe it or not, there is something you believe that made you choose the kind of career you are in right now, that made you go for the job you are in right now. Right now, there is something you believe that is affecting is it is the foundation that is affecting most of your judgment, but you will never know because what you believe is always a foundation. What we do is founded on what we believe. Our value system is determined by our belief system. Is somebody with me? So if you have the wrong belief, you will have the wrong value system. Who we are is as a result of what we believe. Is somebody with me? Now, let's just jump. Powerful effect of God's word. 
Number one, knowledge of God's word is the key to operating in signs and wonders. Knowledge of God's word is the key to operating in signs and wonders. Mark chapter 16 verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. Then verse 20 then says, And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them and confirming the word, the word, the word with signs following. So God was not confirming their emotion. What was he confirming in their lives? The word. It's not your tears that God will confirm. It's not your cries that God will confirm. What is it that God wants to confirm with signs and wonders? So when I mean, that means that the absence of the word means the absence of what? Signs and wonders. If there was no word in their life, there would not have been signs and wonders taking place in their life. If your life today is devoid of the supernatural, is devoid of signs and wonders, check your knowledge or check the level and check the content of the word of God in your life. Because God only confirms his word, not our emotions. You can cry from now till tomorrow. Nothing will change. Because what God wants to confirm is what? It's his word. So tell the person, instead of crying, why don't you go to the word? Let's get the word. Because God needs the word to produce signs and wonders in our life. It is the presence of the word that produces signs and wonders in our lives. Is somebody with me this morning? The next thing I want you to know that the second effect of God's word is that the devil does not fear the face of a believer, but his heart. The devil does not fear the face of a believer, but what does he fear? His heart. Oh, you can wear all the dark shade. The devil does not fear it. Oh, you can be as more scary as Mr. Scared. The devil does not fear your face. What does the devil fear? Why? Because Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says, let the word of God of Christ dwell richly in all wisdom and teaching and admonishing. So let the word of God dwell in you richly. Sorry. I'm not, let the word of God of Christ dwell in your heart richly in all wisdom. So when the word of God is not dwelling richly in your heart, the devil has nothing to be afraid of. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, Thy word have I eat in my heart that I might know what? Sin against you. These are the effects of God's word. So when you, you want the devil to be afraid of you, store more the word. Number three, it is putting the word of God to work in our lives that guarantees continuous flow of God's blessings and increase. It is putting the word of God to work in our lives that guarantees continuous flow of God's blessings and increase. Putting the word of God to work. Putting the word of God to work. In other words, the word of God must be the basis of everything that we do in life. James chapter 1 verse 25 says, But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, I'm reading from New Living Translation now, but if you look carefully into the perfect law of God that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So God blesses us for putting the word to work in our life. Amen. Now, most of us do not know how to put the word of God to work. You know, I've seen people say, oh Lord, I want to, to prosper. Do you know that prosperity, for instance, now, does not answer to prayer and fasting. 
You cannot pray your way into financial prosperity. I'm sorry, that's the truth. Because according to the word of God, it's like trying to say that you want to pray your way into the register of a university. That miraculously your name will just appear in the list of University of Lagos without you writing the exam. Have you ever seen God drop money from everywhere, anywhere in the world? God does not give people money. God has never given anybody money. If you ever see God putting that money, that would be fake money. Counterfeit money. We can hold him accountable because he's violating his word. But God still prospers people who find, who, whose actions are founded on the word. You see, prosperity is a principle that you have to put some things into place then the blessings of God is what then produces prosperity in your hand. So first, prosperity has to first be produced in your heart before you witness it in your hand. For instance, we are doing business boot camp because it's the basis. We've just done fasting and prayer and we are spending six weeks to do a business boot camp. Right? Now, some we still go to the mountain rather than attending those classes. Right? And some will not take those classes seriously. At the end of the day, nothing happens. Why? Because prosperity is not a product of fasting and prayer. Prosperity answers to putting biblical principles to work in your life. Without those principles, you cannot prosper. Are you with me? Let's look at some principles of financial prosperity, for instance. One of them is giving. God does not bless a greedy man because he will only become more greedy. I remember when I was in financial crisis in my life, I was owing the bank. I was owing the bank. We were in court. I, I think that period of my life, I would have been owing quite... Eh, more than five people heavily indebted in millions of naira to the extent that one day one of the people I was owing came to want to shoot me, came with a gun to my, to my office. That is, before you kill me, I will kill you. So do you know the level of death I'm talking about that will make somebody bring in the afternoon? The old man brought a gun with his escorts. Pay me my money or I'll shoot you today. I'm telling you. So wait, I'm not just talking about I can't mention the figure, but you know, at least if somebody to bring gone, you know, yeah, that means that he must have begged and begged and begged, pleaded with me, pleaded with me, and it's not so this guy will kill me. Let me first go and kill him. And another one came in one afternoon also. I said, see, I'm a policeman. I, I didn't know it was a policeman. I'm getting police down here today. I said, well, if I'm looking for somebody to arrest me now, I think it's better to go to cell. And it was true. And I meant it. Because already, if, at least if you put me in cell, they will be there. Maybe the people who need to help me will come and help me. <laughs> and somebody will bear me at last. It was, and the guy, I said, oh God, if you don't arrest me, you are in trouble. And if I became a trouble daddy because he was not going to arrest me, I was fighting it. I deliberately fought that man so that he can arrest me. And I think he <laughs> you understand? Because he, he came to evil, you know, he wanted to come and, you know, 
Prague and um, you know, corner me. I didn't know that I was really ready for someone to just take me and lock me up because I was so tired of life. But I remember taking out time to pray. Honestly, I, I fasted and prayed without food. I locked myself in the place because I was tired of life. It was a period that we don't even have cooking pots in our house. We're using bakery pan as our pot. Things were so bad. But you see, I, I, was, I, I, I was lacking one knowledge. God wanted to turn things around. But there was one knowledge I was lacking, which was the knowledge of give, and it shall be given to you. You see, at this period of my life, I was no longer tithing. I was no longer giving. I was, you know, sometimes you look at yourself and you try to justify the father. I need all this money. Even I so why should I even give? I'm sure some of us will have been there right now. That is why do I need all? You see, let me say this. When you need more money, it actually means that that is the more time for you to give. I don't believe you need more money until you are giving. Why? Because of the truth. That is God's, it is not your emotion that will bring the breakthrough. It is God's word. You cannot, the examiner cannot tell you that use formula method and you are going to use a, a, a Gibra formula or you are going to apply all. There's something the formula, the, the examiner wants. On the third day of that fasting and prayer, things have become so bad. I only had one computer left in the world, a Dell D600. Or an HP, I've forgotten which one it was. I think it was a Dell D600. Then the Lord said to me, This computer, he mentioned a man I was going to give it to, was my mother's friend, said, Go and give it to him. I first argued, As computer, the last laptop in heaven and earth. No more computer anywhere. So that was the only thing I had to work with. And the Lord said to me, go and give it out. And not only that, when I checked in, I think the only money I had left in my account was about 15,000 naira everywhere. And he told me, I think then had the money to it. You should imagine. So I just realized, I have nothing to lose. So I, I stopped the fasting and that I checked out. I was going to come back. I drove to that man's place and um, I said, Daddy, you know, good afternoon. You know, it was, it was, and I said, This is what I believe the Lord is laying in my heart. I, and when he got my computer from me, the man just said, Praise the Lord. God, you are faithful. God, you are. I was like, What's up? What's happening here? He said, My son has been disturbing me for computer. And he said, if I just still called me yesterday that he needed a computer. And you, God, you remember? Ah, that even made me more angry. <laughs> Do you understand? It's like, God, you are not seeing me. You are seeing, you know, the most painful thing is that, you know, we human beings, we take solace in failing together. Yeah. If 20 people fail, we are all, at least we are happy. And then one of the best words that you have been in queue and you know somebody, you know, you know that kind of thing. So, I was so angry. So the man, as man was talking, you know that time you are smiling, but your heart is not smiling. Yeah, that was what happened that day. And the man told me to kneel down. He prayed for me. Prayed. I gave him the money. Now I've become more broke. I went back to the place of prayer. 
As I was driving, I said, like, oh, Lord, God, this thing you are trying with me. You know, and I became so nice to everybody. I would greet this one, I would greet that one, thinking that, you know, somehow, somehow, you know, something was just going to change. I went back to the place. And on the fourth day, as I was praying, as I was praying, and here was God. He, I just think I took a nap. And those of you who sleep sometimes when you are praying, don't feel too bad. Sometimes, some of those sleeps are spiritual. Sometimes. Sometimes. That, at least, that one will comfort some people who sleep a lot. At least, the pastor says sometimes the spirit, sleep is spiritual. But you know something? Here was I. I just saw the logo of Apple. It was a white one. And the Lord said to me, I'm changing your career path. I, I said, Lord, you know, it was as though I was dialoguing with, in my dream. I don't know anything about Apple computer. All I've ever learned was Windows, Microsoft, and all those certifications of Microsoft. I do Apple is so difficult. Those days, there was not even an iPhone. iPhone had not started, and you know, it was so, a lot of us didn't know anything about Apple. Their operating system was different from Windows. You know, you cannot install Microsoft Office on them. You know, everything about Apple was different. And the Lord said to me, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. You see, I went back to my office, changed everything I had, all right? And I began to say I'm an Apple specialist or whatever. The rest is history today. It's been over 15 years or so, 10 years of that incident. That singular decision, God did not give me money. But he gave me the means that produces money. So when I became the first Apple certified technician in Nigeria, I understood what God was telling me because, you know, I realized that the thing was so expensive that a lot of people would not travel abroad to go and study it. But do you know what? I started just by laying hands on each computer that comes. And I will pray. And I will remind him of his word. You said you will help me. You know, it is unbelievable that someone's hand will make computer to work. Or you will slap computer back to life. Even tonight, but you see, when you are, your action is founded on the word, that is where you can have supernatural results. That's what I, that's the basis. You see, those actions that preceded all the things I was doing was because I've heard him. He has given me a word to run with. That became the basis of everything I was doing. And it made a success out of my life by obeying his word, not my emotion. My wife is here. We got an alert. One of the banks we were owing till today. Who was it? I, we just saw that the money was totally paid off. How the money was paid off, we just saw that it, we just saw it zero, 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 zero. Money plus, you know, see, the supernatural needs the world to flourish. That, you see, you cannot continue to do gambling with your life. Emotion is not what works in God's kingdom. It is the word. Which word of God are you running with in 2022? Get yourself aside and say, Lord, give me a word of this year. 
It's somebody getting me. Because you see, every year has its own challenges. Don't let anybody deceive you. You can't pray it away. Every year has its own tribulation and its own trouble. The Bible says the one who has built his life on the rock is the one that will succeed. And that rock is God's word. I made up my mind this year. If No matter what happens, there is not something I will not take for granted. It's the word of God. If you see me in the morning, some of my people know that you can't get me at a certain time. One person came to my house, I think some weeks ago, and I even though I was the one that came, but because it came in between the time, I said, please, you have to give me one more hour. Okay, stay there, I'm coming. Because I know that my success now determined, is determined by how much I give myself to the word. First week of February, for instance, now we are doing what we call first and best. We've been doing it every year. It's one of the most ridiculous things to do. When we say we are giving our first fruit of the year, first uh, best, first fruit of the year. But you see, that action is founded on God's revelation for us as a church, as a word. You see, I have seen it work because in January, you need all the money in the world, especially for instance, that February is the first thing you are you are collecting with me, your first income, your first salary. I say now I'm giving my first fruit the most sacrificial. You know, it makes more sense doing it in December when I will have bonus or whatever. But in January, to say that I should lay a foundation of, of financial prosperity by giving sacrificially to the Lord. But you see, I don't you, you may not agree with it. I'm not forcing you because the Bible says every seed we give must be out of a willing heart. When the Lord told me to go and give my computer away, I and uh, give, give my, maybe the last 15K in my account, do something with it for the Lord. It doesn't make sense because I need all the money, but the rest is history today. Open your Bible to Proverbs 3, 9, for instance. Give me New Living Translation. New Living Translation, Proverbs 3, 9. Proverbs 3, 9. New Living Translation. Look at it. Honor the Lord with what? Your wealth. And with the best part of everything you what? Produce. It didn't say, it said, it didn't say just give it. It said, honor. So the principle of first fruit, when you look at it, it is a principle because God always wants to be first. God always wants to be first. God always wants to be first. He said, this is the first commandment. Love thou shalt love the Lord your God. It's a first. So the moment God is not coming first in all that you are doing, your foundation is already weak. Once you don't have faith to make him first, even this year now, in your finances, you cannot make him first. Then your foundation is weak. The foundation is weak. Stop following emotion and start following what? The word. The word is what produces the result. And they say, honor the law with your substance, with the first fruit of all your increase. Give me KJV, please. Give me KJV. Give me KJV. Let me look at the way KJV. I love the way KJV says it. Let's have it in KJV very fast, please. Honor the law with your substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. With the first fruit of all thy increase. Now look at it. You have put the word to work. Verse 10, what does this verse 10 say? Verse 10 says, So shall thou what? Bands 
be filled. Do you see the supernatural that is happening right now? But the first thing is, you must have faith in honoring God with the first fruits of all that liquid. And so, you know what? The supernatural always have a foundation of the word. God confirming his word. So shall thy bands be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with what? New wine. Now, what is making this supernatural result to take place? Because this man, this woman, obeys verse 9. I see you experiencing new level of prosperity this year. Amen. Tell the devil, I know it is God's word that works. And I can only defeat any devil when I put the word to work in my life. What does God's word say about stewardship? Serving God. You know, he said, seek first the kingdom of God. Some of us last year, we had no time for God. All our sweat was for earthly things. But said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things. Do you see? Do you see the word? Then the supernatural. All other things shall. There is an unseen hand that makes the supernatural to happen. All other things shall be what? Hardened to you. I remember when we left our house at Magoro because we, we felt it was so far. And we're coming late to church as a pastor of this church. It was the first house my wife and I built. And um, we were so happy we had that bungalow there. And we were, but you know, we could have continued to rejoice in the euphoria that, oh, we built our house, you know, it's there. I told my wife, now it's time to sacrifice. It's time to sacrifice. Let's lay it down. Let's lay it down. So the first, if I, we, when we left that house, we did not even take our furniture and we, somebody lived there free of charge for two years. And even when the person was moving out, and later on, we told, I told my wife again, you know, we were trying to get a property. We were trying to build our house. I said to my wife, no. We cannot be fighting to build another house when we have not built a house for the Lord. Uh, we must make effort to make sure that the church has our, our own property. We must do it. Let's honor God first. So we said, what are we going to do? He said, let's sell that house and give the money to church. He said, ah, oh. he said, 100%. This is the first house we lived in as a married couple. This is the first house we, 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 we that was our joy. And um, we sold the house. I told them, don't even pay it to me. 100%. Let's give it to the church. And we did. I think in less than a year, they're about. Today we are now, we, are, we don't have cause to go to where we were living. Because just around the corner here, we had far better than what we ever gave. What is producing the results? The word of God. The word of God will produce results in your life if you will put it to work. This year, if there is anything I want to encourage you as I close the service, number one, locate your own personal word. Number two, let every of your action be founded on the word. Once you get it right, even that your business, you, you should be ready to change your business if God's word is not so in line with it. You should be ready to say, Lord, is this the business you want? 
me to go. I was sharing with them on Tuesday. Not, sorry, guys, I don't know my time is up. That the first job I picked, 2,000 Naira, was not a, the best job. My friend was earning about 45,000 Naira. The person was staying in the same house when I was earning 2,000 Naira. But I was so sure on that effort that God asked me to pick that job because I prayed about it. But do you know, within a year, even the transport was about 1,800. Within a year, I understood where. That was the job that I used to learn Microsoft package, Office, Excel, free of charge. That was the job I used to first learn how to open computer, free of time because just computer firm. And that was the job that made me one of the first owner of laptop in Nigeria. Because something happened and eventually I owned a laptop when my friend didn't open. And that was the job that made me meet my wife. Because it was the job that I was training somebody. I was training somebody who happens to be the pastor of my wife. Who was so impressed with the way I was training him. And he said, you know, come to Ekbaja and train the redeem. All the redeem in Ekbaja where my wife was. And I came there. I was training all the students. And here was my wife who was the secretary of the class. Who was always serving me more. And we got talking. And I think I need this woman to serve me more in my house too. Not just in the class. Amen. And the rest is history today. But you realize, 45,000 naira. 2,000 naira. Bible says that the ways of God are foolishness to men. But they will always, that foolishness of God is always producing more results than the word. I pray for you today. Stand to your feet. That the word will begin to guide your action. Lift your voice and say, Lord, help me. I don't want to follow any emotion anymore. Lord, help me to live my life based on your word. Oh, Lord, here I am. Let your word take the preeminence in my life. Let your word take the preeminence. Just quickly lift up your voice and pray for yourself this morning. Everywhere you are, it's time to put the word to work. God's word produces wonders. God's word produces supernatural results. Oh Lord, here we have. We want to be people of the word this year, Lord. We want to be people who love your word, who put your word to work. Oh Father, help us this year, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Oh Oh Lord, if there be anyone who have gone astray today, not living in accordance with your word, I pray, Lord, that your word will begin to redirect our life. The word will begin to give us direction for our life. This year, let your word become the foundation, the basis of everything we do, Lord. This year of higher and we go higher because of our depth in the word. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you today. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. I want to quickly pray for somebody here before I close this meeting. Maybe today is your first time of coming to church or you're just watching online for, for the first time. You're listening to me or watching me for the first time. And you know, you know you don't, you don't have the word in your life, which is Jesus. The Bible said that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The Bible said that anyone that rejects Jesus is rejecting let God himself and the life is the life of men. So today you want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want, I want, I want the living word to reside and to make me fruitful. Well, I want to congratulate you. You are about to make the best decision right now. So if you are that person, you want to give your life to Jesus, just place your right hand on your chest everywhere, online, offline, just place your right hand on your chest. I want to quickly pray for you. This is the best decision you can make. Now say these words after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for the opportunity to experience the joy of Jesus. Today, Lord Jesus, 
I confess with my mouth in accordance to your word that you are the son of God. I believe with all my heart that you died for my sins and you rose from the grave. Dear Lord Jesus, please come into my life today and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash all my sins away with your precious blood and please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul today. I am born again. Amen. Father, I thank you for all those who have prayed this prayer from the depth of their heart. I thank you, Lord, because indeed all things are becoming new in their lives. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, because this was arising to become more fruitful in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, because the living word is producing supernatural results in their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the great and the mighty things you are doing for this once. Online, in person, I thank you for a new beginning, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. How many of you prayed that prayer from the depth of your heart, you gave your life to Christ this morning. All right, I yes, I'm okay. God bless you. I see one hand there. Maybe you are also like, I will put a hand together for those who are experiencing a new beginning today. Amen. Let me pray for everybody, Father. I thank you for everybody this morning. And I, Lord, this world that has been sown into our heart, I ask, Lord, that this world will bring forth abundant results in the name of Jesus. Let this world yield greater harvest, greater increase in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for a new beginning, Lord, in Jesus' presence precious name we are prayed. Come on, shout it louder. Amen, somebody. Can we put our hands together for Jesus one more time? Glory be to God. You may please be seated. Say with me the word.